Hello and welcome everyone to the Game Dev London podcast, where today with you is your host, me, uh, Ahmed, as you can see in the tag, bam, bam, there, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with me today, giggling in the background, is Stu. Hello. How are you doing, Stu? I'm good. I'm very good, yeah. Excited to get chatting about uh, some cool creative stuff today. Yes, and today we are going to be covering the Unreal MetaHuman uh, creator that the, that was recently announced. At least that is going to be our first topic potentially. We'll see if there's a second, as a, or like as our conversations may lead. <laughs> there's always some meandering. Always some there's meandering. Always, man. Conversations <laughs> are like a river. They 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 meander like that. Um, they come and go. They, they do um but yeah like oh my god it like it's it like i, I that, like i mean that was like I, I have no words for like <laughs> can't even see you know, yeah i mean like it looks so cool like it came out of nowhere like I, I don't know there was no real indication that unreal like had something like this under the hood or like in the works in the background because they had that, they acquired Mega Scans and they made it all free um, to anyone really using it, um, and that was groundbreaking. And now, because yeah, then this... they made it so that you can use them in games with like massively high, unreasonably high fidelity, <laughs> <laughs> fidelity that no one yet needs. But I mean, yeah, for the future of stuff, but I guess you know it's going to be yeah. good in movies and stuff. It's going to be super useful. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they mega just, scans they all this. Just, well, mega scans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, well, certainly the way that they implemented it, so that you can bring in these just in, like I say, insanely high fidelity models and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that I think it's just how they roll. They just keep it under the under wraps. They don't talk about it. They've clearly been working on it for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. This isn't just a, oh, hey, guys, I did this this weekend. Have a look. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, they, I think that maybe they've probably even been planning it for yeah for quite some time. Absolutely. Maybe it was maybe even part of their roadmap, you know, some early on. So. I'd be, yeah, sh- I'd be now... shocked if it wasn't. Like... Yeah, right. <laughs> With the level of, like, <laughs> quality that this is, like, they've just kind of, pop this out there it's like no way is it some sort of like side project like you get with like a lot of other a lot of other things that kind of pop up on, on like into like the sphere of the internet and everything like for example google earth that was a side project that some like someone at google was making discord but... was a discord was a side project it was oh, just really? a tool for yeah it was just a tool for a team and then they were like oh wait a minute this has amazing application because <laughs> i'm I might be wrong, but I think they were making games initially. Oh, okay. And they were using they were using it as their yeah their communications thing, mm-hmm. and then they were like, um, no, this is this is actually a better thing to get out there as a product. So, yeah, it, it does happen, but this isn't this doesn't this can't be one of those things. <laughs> oh yeah, this can't be one of those. We want we want higher fidelity models. Or, although I guess that kind of is really because Mega Scans were doing it, and then they were like, oh, if we could implement Mega Scans. I think the thing that they're doing, and they're clearly doing very well, yeah, is they're foreseeing um, the needs that are going to come, mm. because, like, with MetaHuman, that that's 
it's so obvious that that's what people are going to want and need yeah. and now that it's here everyone's like oh yes that's gonna it's game changer mm. and, so and again with the with the mega scans they just they saw it and they've done it yeah so kind of to go give people a bit of like understanding of just what we're like what meta human is <laughs> <laughs> what we're so hype about <laughs> yeah so so basically it's this um it's this in-engine tool that basically lets you kind of like think of any other character creator but this lets you create an entire human being from top to bottom like their entire body and practically, practically photorealistic but yeah like and that's it's... and that's the thing like it, it like there's i I mean, like, I'm not a coder. Well, I guess or it is like photorealistic, a, isn't it? It's it, not. It's yeah. It is absolutely it's, photorealistic. It's not yeah. stylized in it's any not way. Of, yeah. It like, I mean, like they had like a lot of the like some the demo with like Andy Circus reading Shakespeare using it, and it's just like, it's gonna be pretty amazing, but it's hard to tell exactly how, what how it's applied like does it immediately if it like immediately rigs your character that's gonna be amazing because <laughs> it's just like you don't have to worry about rigging and like because it's quite it's not an easy it's not an easy process and if it kind of does it all for you like from the get-go well, that, this is this is it isn't it this is what the video suggests the, yeah. the, the video that they dropped about it it suggests that it's a tool um that's like ready to rock, rock and roll. You, yeah. you, all you have to do is decide, or, or get an artist to to create using that tool, yeah. what the human looks like. Um, and at the moment, it does seem all very like real human. There's there's mm. no like alien forms or anything like that, or uh, unless that's yet to come. But like it <laughs> just you're just creating very real people, yeah. um, which means that you can very easily create like online avatars for example um mm -hmm. but yeah and it looks like while you're creating it you can test out face shapes you can test out expressions and mm. uh, and talking and stuff like that um i i would imagine that that's like pre-stored into the rig stuff so that, like demo stuff basically yeah and then it's going to be a case of yeah like is it how easy is it if you get a real actor like mo capped up yeah. and like is is it just plug and play can you literally just go oh yeah i've got this, it understands this mocap setup as long as you've got this mocap setup you're mm, good to go mm. um or is it going to be a case of yeah like it creates these awesome awesome human beings but then you have to have painstaking painstaking <laughs> <laughs> part of like rigging it to make it do it. yeah i mean yeah like i say the video suggests that it's good to go like like out the out the packet so yeah that's the thing because they they've not really shown like they've not they've made the project so you can get the models that they've made on it but they don't actually give you like a t like demo access to the tool itself it's very much like here's a sizzle reel um let your imagine imagination like take you where it wants to go but it's a like that's the thing because the manipulation of like the of the character itself you need an artist or at least someone who has a good understanding of human anatomy because i you could i think they showed a bit of like limb manipulation in the video itself um but yeah, I I feel like if you if it doesn't automatically kind of like rig it for you based on 
how you've made it, like even like rigged like the face, like the face and everything, because that's kind of what they focused on in the in the video. Like it, it I feel like it would be a bit of a loss for them to not monopolize on that, just because it looks like it's there. It genuinely looks like it's all part, like part of a big package, and like and like you said, it's just all like ready to go. So if you want to like rapidly prototype a, a little like like a little game like you could do that quite easily um i can see that like i've i mean we've already seen really that that big brands have done things like um kfc's kernel avatar like influence the character yeah <laughs> I, I reckon if if this is as good as it says it is then very quickly we're going to start seeing brands leaping on that and we'll see like social avatars for yeah god knows like every brand probably. <laughs> true it depends like if they because like a lot of those brands also have like already invested in their own like media kind of creation depends if they want to like because i mean if they want to use it because i don't know we don't know like kind of the pricing if there is a pricing structure attached to it they've not said it's completely free um, I'm 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 I made that assumption based on like the existing Unreal Engine program that they have. Like if you're an if you're a hobbyist or like a small time indie, you're not really charged. You're only really charged on like your success of your title. Yeah. And if you make something for free and just kind of put it to the world, like it's it, you don't get charged. So if it goes with that well, model, I, I think there's there's, pro there's possibly an interesting grey area here. If that's the mm. case, right? Because let's say um, there there are people out there who are amazing characters within themselves, but mm. they're like camera shy. So like amongst their friends and stuff, they're a laugh riot, and everyone's like, "Oh, you should be on camera." And they're like, "Not with this face." And then, but like if they're able to rig up this character and create this alter ego visually, mm. um, then they could become like this avatar influencer. And then, but that's where I think that there's there might be gray area, right? Because you haven't created a game product with it. Yeah. You haven't created anything other than um, a model. Like how how are they going to get the money from you for that? Because really, it's just you're you're acting, and yeah. you're using it as a puppet. Do you mm. is it a one off payment for the puppet you've created? Yeah, or maybe like, or maybe where's... they just make you outright pay for the tool. Mm. Like potentially like that's i mean if that's the case yeah. that's quince in right and then yeah that but also that creates a market for people like myself who are artists who will be like contacted by people who say um yeah i, I want one of these avatars and i need someone with that artistic eye to do it can you get in there and this is the kind of thing i want them to look like and then yeah so it, it could be it could be good for artists in general it could be good for um people that want to yeah get in front of the camera without being in front of the camera there's there's loads of applications for it for sure mm, mm. yeah i, I guess because this is the thing because it's photorealistic you're kind of tied to that sort of like aesthetic unless you're going at the unless i don't know for the time being at least yeah we are tied to because you don't i mean it, it can't be that much of a stretch for them to go well skin color whatever you want you you want um mm. rainbow fish scale skin fine go for it um like it it can't be far off that if, if it's already able to do 
real human type stuff, mm, mm. then yeah, it's just going to be a case of. But then, yeah, the fidelity of the tool in order to do things like, so there, so a good example of like uh, amazing uh, facial character structure changing for me mm. is in uh, what's that film called? Uh, great. <laughs> Maleficent. Yes. Where they made they they gave her cheeks like this pointiness, like that. Being able to do stuff like that, where you can give yourself these sharp lines and yeah. really get into this, because people already want to do that in the real world, right? They already want plastic surgeons to give them these awesomely weird alien, but still like so super cool looking faces. So if they're able to do stuff like that. Then yeah, sky sky could be the limit, really. Yeah, I mean, because like from what I remember, they have kind of said that uh, Senua from like from Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, the sequel of it, you, her model is from that, from what seems to be like the suggestion. So, yeah. I mean, like, so we know that at least Ninja Theory have like had their hands on this and applied it. Um, but yeah, like, I, I'm like, I'm just very curious as to kind of how, like, they can, how, how much they can kind of change this and like what their roadmap for this tool in particular is like, because if they let you make these stylized bodies or like, will they limit it to just human beings or will it, will you be able to kind of make any sort of like bipedal humanoid creatures? DLC pack. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know that's the best way to do it. Or mm. even, um, actually, I would say the best thing that they could do yeah. is open it to, to mods. If, if people can go in mm. and mod it, and yeah, then you're in crazy town, right? Because <laughs> then, yeah, literally people could be like, I, I've rigged it so that you can be a dragon and you can have your dragon or even your like dragon humanoid hybrid like yeah all sorts of just weird and wonderful things to be done with it or i want to be half unicorn half human <laughs> literally like you know anything you want half, like as in top half unicorn bottom half human like see, with a horse's now, head because <laughs> you'd just be a centaur I mean. otherwise see, the, <laughs> the, interpre the interpretations are wild right so like in my in my head i would see and, and this is just because I'm an insane artist. But I, I would see, say, like my face yeah. as it is now, but uh, with the, the fur, layer, the horse fur layer. So none of this is skin; it's all horse oh, damn. fur. And then I get the unicorn horn out my head because, of course, that's the thing that unicorns are known for. Yeah. And then maybe my hair's more of a mane, and I can, if, if we're going full on, you know, uh, fairy tale. Uh, unicorn then that maybe that's got like some rainbow hair colory stuff going on see already already they, they haven't even handed me this tool yet <laughs> oh my god i mean like i'm quite alarmed that the first thing you make yourself is like a humanoid brony but like i mean like, it's <laughs> it's wild that's an instant market, an instant market <laughs> yeah that. yeah no yeah. absolutely absolutely i mean like that's... i mean fairies fairies exist I'm, yeah, I'm like, but uh, like, they oh, they already have like quite strong artistic circles themselves. But like, that's the thing. Like, it it, it like, 
it's not necessarily even to that level like you can have like for example like Final Fantasy 14 it's got a lot of like 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 the Viera the Mikote the, like the basically cat people bunny people hell even like in 12 you have literal like crocodile like people and it's like they have a kind of like they have crocodile heads sort of thing and like they're I mean they're like really cool but they're their own like thing and it's really I don't know it'd be really cool to kind of see if you have the ability to like how much can you manipulate the character or is it just purely is it meta human but is it like meta humanoid like yeah that that would be what it is they're, so they'll release meta human and then it'll be meta humanoid yeah. and then and then Me- meta animal don't know what comes after <laughs> meta- <laughs> <laughs> yeah meta metamorph yeah <laughs> but like i say like yeah so it it really depends what um what did i say earlier the it depends what the back end is if the back end yeah. is as good as they're suggesting it is because like we can all see more or less what what, what the front end is there mm-hmm. you know visually it looks like it's an amazing piece of kit if if the back end is the same and like you can literally plug and play if you maybe even use like pre-existing mocap that you've got stored um yeah this what's what's really interesting actually as well is that if you have a really skilled artist that gets like really good with this tool yeah then things like deep fake which have already started you know giving us <laughs> Um, Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, like that. This is just another way of doing that, right? Um, and then you just need, again, like a really good voice actor, yeah. and you're away. You can. It's it's crazy, the, the amount of danger that we're <laughs> we're possibly putting ourselves in <laughs> with these awesome awesome tools. But at yeah. the same time, like, there's so much awesome creativity that can come from them. Yeah. How can you how can you not make them? Well, obviously, we're going to make them. Mm-hmm, Where mm-hmm. are we going to go with them? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, honestly, like it, like something like this could even be game. Ch- like if it's as if it's as like user friendly as it looks, then I think this will be a really good tool in like an artist toolkit. Like, if, especially mm-hmm. if it like I mean like GDL. A lot of people, a lot of our followers are hobbyists and like indie developers. Or people trying to get into it, into the industry, and so it'd be good for people to. It'd be a good opportunity to kind of like buff your like CV up and everything, and like ha- just kind of be able if to. You're a meta human artist, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like a, it's like I said, it's it's definitely going to be a whole another avenue for people, for creatives to mm-hmm. to get into the industry, and and like you say though, like not just creatives. If it is, if the functionality is as intuitive as it looks like it is and if it's as user-friendly as it looks like it is then yeah you you could have people who don't class themselves as artists who are able to create stuff yeah um and then i I mean the the thing is or the thing that i personally hold and believe myself about being a creative is that there's no real difference between let's take this as an example there's no real difference between me and you as an artist right mm-hmm. now if you look at my portfolio and then i don't do you, do you have a creative portfolio not at the moment 
No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can get a folder out and kind of like shake, <laughs> shake the dust out, the and dust. yeah, it's just dust. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so possibly from your personal perspective, mm. if someone said to you, "Oh, I need an artist," you wouldn't go, "Yep, yeah, that's me." You'd be like, "Oh, I know Stuart. You should go like Stuart's definitely an artist." Yeah. But for for me, the only real difference between me as an artist and you as an artist is that I've been being an artist for like a really long time. Yeah. So I started out at the same level as every other person who can or can't draw, I should say. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I, I had to spend some years like getting my skill set to the level that it is now. Yeah. And I, I, I truly believe that anyone could do that, which is why I taught art classes. Mm. Like, and everyone who came into my class, whether or not they had been drawing for like five years or whether they'd like never drawn before in their life but they really wanted to um pretty much by the end of my classes everyone was close enough in close enough in skill level because it there's it's just learning processes mm, mm. i think the reverse however like being able to do things that are more technical i think i think it's harder to, to become technical than it is to become creative okay. i think almost people are kind of naturally creative because whenever i try and learn things like programming and coding and god damn if my brain just won't (laughs) (laughs) and i I have tried so many times i've had people teach me and mentor me and like show me stuff and by the end of it i'm just still just like it just doesn't stick man i can't but when it comes to teaching creative stuff i can yeah Mm -hmm. i have been and i can just teach that so i think if if the ui if the usability is there then we should see just it's it's gonna go crazy. There's gonna they're, they're gonna be all over the place. Yeah, man. Like uh, I just I'm just really really excited by like the potential like it has. I mean, like every time I'm really excited by the potential of something, I end up getting disappointed in some way or another. But <laughs> I like to stay hopeful because um, it it's I, it's genuinely like it just genuinely is a fantastic kind of tool that not we've not seen the likes of it in the industry really Un- unless you yeah. have and i'm just chatting on a rubbish <laughs> i mean so there has there has been um th- this tool has been created by uh what is known in the industry as a technical artist for sure yeah um and probably more than one actually um so there have been technical technical artists in the past who have set up systems like this um, when they're working on games projects, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there, there's even been, um, I think, what is it called? There's another program software out there, and I can't remember what it. I feel like it was called MetaHuman, <laughs> but um, but basically, it it it, but it it was like a simplified version of what we have now, right? Yeah. So it it was a um, a base mesh, a base mesh essentially. And you could like mm-hmm. play with it, make it wider, make it taller, make it shorter, all of those things. Yeah. Um, and to some extent, the faces as well. But it, it was still low, relatively low poly, especially compared to what what this is. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Yeah, like relatively low poly, and you could make almost like Ken dolls or GI Joe <laughs> kind of very very quickly. You know yeah. that that kind of um, thing. But then you still had to rig it yourself. Uh, but then, but then you know, then they created uh, mix Mixmo, and you could throw those models into Mixmo, and all of a sudden you can very quickly populate 
this is this is the thing. This is how this is the route that all of these tools are taking. Mm. There's people making games, and it's taking us forever to do so. Yeah, and <laughs> there there are technical artists who come in and they go, mm. we can make that easier. And the more that they do it, but for, um, for some reason, the more that they do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many free tools out there. Uh, I mean, you know, that's why the bar for entry in, in game development is so low, and that's why indie has kind of exploded. Um, and I think eventually there will be heavy pressure on AAA, but we're we're not there yet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just it's one of those things, isn't it? As as long as games are being made and they're being made by a lot of people, there's a lot of minds on this task of creating tools that make it make it easier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Meta Meta Human is just an insane place for us to have got to and yeah. in such a short space of time when you think about it yeah <laughs> yeah no like i mean 10 years ago like we n- none of this really existed this entire in the surface yeah <laughs> there in fact yeah i guess was it even when was the first open source engine because before that like if you wanted to make games you had to wasn't make it? an engine you had to make your game engine yeah yeah i mean wasn't it um source yeah, I think so. Yeah, Source was the first like. Open I'm not. I'm not. I, as I've said, I'm not a program guy, but I'm. I'm aware. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't that long ago. I think. Yeah, I think it was only like ten years ago that like people were just creating their own engines and mm. they had to create their own physics, um, yeah. functionality, and, and all and of the um, all of the mechanics yeah. that everyone uses in games now freely. <laughs> Someone was creating those back then. Mm-hmm. And now there's just libraries and libraries worth of like, oh, you want you want to make a game, you want to do it this way, you want to do it that, you want to do two D, you want to do three D, <laughs> you want to the AI. There's now like easy tools for um, implementing AI mm-hmm. so that your characters mm-hmm. and enemies can do. No, it's for just sure. insane. I like people underestimate how much of a heavy task building like the engines were like people would spend i mean four years was like typically the general consideration for how long it would build to build an engine and even then like it still needs a lot of work after that that's just to kind of get to make it to run a game to Mm -hmm. get it to be able to build a game on top of it (laughs) and that's why like you don't get a lot of engine changes in games like that's why Bethesda used like the same engine for several years, like, yeah. And even now, the engine that they're using right now is still like a bit of the old engine, but tuned up sort of thing, just because <laughs> it's such a huge investment. Just keep on tuning it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They they've spent so long building it. I mean, I I don't, I don't even know if there would be benefits for them to drop their engine. I mean, I could probably not, right? Like, if you keep developing it, you could end up becoming... Because there's space... I, I would say there's space in the market for us to have... For, for devs, indie devs, devs in general, hobbyists, yeah. to have access to more engines than is currently available. Absolutely. It's a bit of a, like... Because you can tell an engine It's a bit squirts. of a Unity Unreal battlefield, isn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, but, and that's the thing. Like, you can tell if a game has been made in Unity or made in Unreal, like... They have the qu- like the mechanical quirks, and I mean you can tell like the about like the cons- mechanical constraints that they've been like forced into and how they've adapted it, and it's it's been it's good, but you like I've started to notice it now after 
years of the same. <laughs> and it's just like it's 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 good to see that like these things are more accessible, but it'd be good if there was more choice. And that's the thing, like there are I don't know, like I like is the kind of domination of like Unreal Unreal and Unity putting developers off building entirely new engines for the sake of just kind Probably. of just I mean like, taking what's things, available. Like right now, if someone came up to you and said, um, I want to eat a bowl of soup, can you get me a spoon? You go, yeah, I'll go get you a spoon. They go, no, 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 no. I want an original new style type of spoon that no one's ever seen before. You'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would I? You can literally eat soup in the next five seconds if you just let me go get one of my spoons. No, 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 no. It won't take you long. Just make me a whole new spoon. Like, um, no, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but that's like so also... There's, there's got to be a lot of that to it. I would I, abs- absolutely. Uh, but I think, it, like, because of the, like, games are artistic endeavours as well as technical ones, that's a thing. Like, you want to make... Like, that. you always have that artistic need of making something original and so that and you can only really do that so much with the same like two different flavors i mean yeah there's other engines like um, not to belittle like goddard or like uh off like game maker but like yeah i believe that goddard yeah. someone was God. saying that you can now do 3d stuff with goddard okay. i think that might be a like a recent i'll say recent yeah, it's think... probably like a year old and we just like forgot about it. because that <laughs> Yeah, the Godot engine is an amazing engine. Mm-hmm. For sure, it's an amazing engine. So if that starts competing in, in the 3D space, I don't see why they wouldn't be up there with Unity and Unreal. I, hope I so. think, obviously, Unreal has its... What would you call it? Um, they have been really good at the, um, the, the shader effects level. Yeah. So that you you can instantly make a game that looks gorgeous, whereas Unity, Unity's strength I guess is the fact that the programming is really easy to get into. Although I think even mm. now the lines are blurring right between yeah. like what what you can do in either of those two, yeah. because someone showed me a game recently actually, and they said to me like, guess what engine that was, and I was like, no brainer, that's an Unreal Engine game, and they're like, nope, it's a Unity game. And I was oh. like, oh, really? <laughs> They're like, yeah. All it, and all it is, is um, they made some real... The person who made the game just really understood like um, how to make lighting and the shaders and stuff kind of do the, more or less the same thing that you can get in Unreal. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah. And all it took was someone took some time to do that. Whereas I think what you see in the indie space especially is a lot of people who jump in and start making games um it's like i say because unreal kind of does it for you right so Mm, when you jump into unity and it doesn't do it for you you end up with a lot of games out there that have the unity look because people have gone well that's the standard that's kind of just how it looks and and they don't dig into it too much and they don't try and increase the the yeah how the look and feel of what their game is yeah um and i think that's why that's like i said that's that's why you can spot it quite easily right the lighting differences are night and day in, in most cases yeah yeah um yeah i just i, I like I'm, I'm i'm interested in seeing kind of how the existing 
tools are used because like, even God, like from what I understand, Godot is quite easier to even get into compared to even like Unity, like compared to either Unity or um, uh, Unreal, because I think it was made with that in mind. Like accessibility was kind of at the forefront yeah. of it. Um, so like yeah, I mean it's not Twine, which is like adventure book. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but even like engines like that have their place, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. What's the adventure maker, something like that. Game maker. So it's another one that's the like RPG, like the two D pixel RPG maker. Like RPG maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah, was called so RPG. I think either RPG maker is an offshoot of it, or like it became game maker. One of the two. Right, right. I think that's they're very similar or might be made by the same people. But yeah. Yeah, but again, like that, you know, it's not a tool that lets you do absolutely everything. Yeah. But what it does let you do, you can do really well. And especially if you understand the genre and if you've got the creative juice within you to do it. Mm, mm, mm. No, that's very true. Very true. It'd be like yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see where where MetaHuman comes into all of this, because did in the video did they show what engines it works in or anything? Because I'm assuming it's just, again it's just it's, kind it's, of it's made by Unreal man. Play. Like I'd be surprised. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd of be course. surprised if they let anyone else use it. <laughs> like, I was like, does it plug into engines? Yeah, of course it plugs into engines. That's the whole point of it to use it. Because uh, like that's the thing with because they because. Godot, uh, Unity, and Unreal all use different coding languages, so you'd ha you'd have to have something in the middle to try and like even get it to try and run on Unity. Um, but I th I think it, it I mean it's made it's literally made by the guys at Unreal, so I'd be surprised if someone managed to like convert it. It might mean that some people see this. And make like similar plugins in the other engines, and I think that would be fantastic. And maybe yeah. kind of like iterate on it a bit more to kind of maybe like not be exclusive to just like to two humans to make it more of a humanoid kind of like creator kind of all in one. Like I get yeah. So this is good. this is the thing, isn't it? It's its main appeal for them is that it will drive more people to their engine. Yeah. So. I'm guessing, yeah, it won't be easily compatible with any other engine. But like you say, I mod there's mods out there who just, you know, nothing stops them. And nothing, for some of them, nothing makes them happier than being able to do things that the original creators didn't let them do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's why there are hackers out there that jump into games the second that they're released. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, look, here's all of this amazing stuff that's still in the code that they didn't allow us to use and here use it just <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true so yeah i mean they probably have made it awkward for people but yeah. it won't be long it won't be long before it's and that, although then i guess it's a case of how annoyed do they get by that right <laughs> if they're like look this is proprietary software that is only supposed to be used in our engine I think they I mean, the... get very spicy about it. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they didn't, <laughs> honestly. 
but on you know but on the same on the same thing like it does seem like it would be the thing where they're giving this tool away for free like, you we know. don't know if that's the case though that's the thing well th this is this is what i'm saying i i would imagine that the purpose of this tool is to bring swaths of people over to their engine and to mm -hmm. because and if unity are clever and i'm pretty sure they are <laughs> then they 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 should really be on hot on the heels of this they should have something similar going on um or yeah. they will just find because it, they you um unreal can't be the only people that uh epic sorry can't be the only people that are working on this kind of a thing right there must be other people who have made similar stuff yeah i mean yeah that's the thing i think i think with this the it's if it's potentially all in one so it like even comes rigged up and everything then it'll be like it's own thing but i mean you have character creators in like most other titles like sins or like demon souls like the character creator and that is pretty amazing but it's still like just like generic um yeah but it's still good enough that it's it's like it realistically textures like all skin types like those no matter the melanation sort of thing and at least it's better than most and so mm. yeah it'd be interesting to see how it works out or even if like people kind of like rejig metahuman creator into their own like titles to be part of like the character creation in it and that'd be cool to see if like they they do that the next gta yeah potentially actually actually make yourself in gta because that's <laughs> what gta has been promising for so long and then they ditched it <laughs> yeah. they're like nope it's it's an experience that you you play these people and that's that's how you do it <laughs> isn't it can't you make your own character in the online probably i've not touched on, i'm not i'm not touched gta online yeah so. i haven't played it for a forever i don't even know what <laughs> i can't even remember what was the last version i played oh wow i mean we're at five right now so oh yeah five oh wow yeah so i think i played two three i think wow i think you've dated yourself a two is two two <laughs> is a top down 2d three was the 3d was two top down still? yeah two was top oh, down yeah i guess that makes sense yeah 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 for some reason i just assumed that it went straight from og top down to <laughs> full on 3D. <laughs> no, no. I think it was that when it made the move to PS2. Right, right. Mm. We we should get our historians in. <laughs> yeah. For, for our episode. Can you, can, you can you researchers? Can you check this for me? <laughs> just like a, a team of like researchers just in the background. It's like, well, and we'll take the credit for ourselves, of course. Like, of course, of course. What researchers? I don't know what I'd like. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I'm sure you are as well. Like they've not given a date as to uh, when yeah. we like anything's really to be expected. I assume maybe E3, maybe like the next. Like probably not E3 because. It's not really more as so much of a uh, industry thing anymore, <laughs> but like <laughs> maybe we'll, 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 who knows? We'll like watch the space, but yeah, right. Uh, I'm I'm excited about right. it. 
but I guess we'll wrap it up for now. Um, yeah. Uh, it's great having you, Stu. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in to, to GDL. And uh, follow us on the, our like s- socials down here. <laughs> follow us on social media. I think is what you're trying to say. <laughs> That's the one. Um, and I mean, follow us everywhere we exist because you absolutely should. And you yes. should visit gamedev.london because why wouldn't you? You want to know more about us, right? That's mm-hmm. obviously what you want to do. Listen to this. Um, yes, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> We drop a new podcast episode every Monday. Um, we do uh, 10 minute clips on YouTube, um, but the full audio versions are available everywhere you listen to your podcasts. Cool. And with that, I'll see you guys next time. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.